Go, let's go. Welcome, everybody, out there to the Cerberus Gridiron Podcast. This is episode 16. I'm your host, Christian underscore CFS, and here's our co host, Mr. Chris. What up, what up, my good people? What up? Shalom, Al Kim, to you all, my good people, and shalom to my bad ones, too. I was about to say, you got to say something about them bad ones out there. Got to see it. Maybe they get some peace in their life and be better. Yeah, hopefully they do get some peace. Well, do we got a show for you this week? We are going to be talking about the week three highs, lows, questions of the weeks in the news. We just got a show for you. Just so sit back, relax, and let us entertain you. And then also let us know, like, if there's some other topics that you want to actually have that, that like, we're not talking about, just go leave it up in the comments. And, like, we'll respond. We'll have a little conversation going back and forth. But let's go and get into it. So in the CGP news, in the CGP news this week, I, I think we're, we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about uh, Nick Chubb. And like, yes. what are our thoughts about his diagnosis? Which it is, from what we did see, it it might not be as scary as what everybody thought it was—the yes. severity. But the, they did confirm that he did tear his MCL. Okay, that's but the one. AC, the MCL is on. I'm not a doctor, anybody. Uh, it's on the inside of the uh, the inside of your knee. Right, right, but I'm saying that's the same thing he tore MCL before, though, right? I'm not a doctor. Well, I mean, the injury he had what, what was it 2015 or whatever he had? Was it LCL, MCL, and I think PCL is what he tore. ACL still stayed intact, and it sounds like, if I'm not mistaken, the ACL is still intact, and now the MCL is torn again, right? Is that wrong? That's what it sounds like right now. Okay, okay. Hey, blessing. That's the truth. Blessings to Nish Chubb. Man, we, are, sure, we, we, we all thought his career was over. But people are still saying that it is like he might have to have end up having like two different types of surgeries just to fix mm-hmm. the knee. Mm-hmm. Which we all know that having anybody get hurt up in up in the NFL league, we do not wish it upon them. No. Now. There are probably are some bad people out there that be wishing injuries on on folks and everything. But I I hate injuries. I yeah. want everybody to play. They I want everybody at their hundred percent. When I'm on Madden, I turn the injuries down because I want everybody at their peak. I don't want no excuses. I hate injuries. Ugh. Can't stand the injuries. Is there anybody else out there that you think we need to be talking about up in the news? In the news, who you think we should consider? Yep. Uh, 
know. I don't think so. I think that was the biggest thing this week. You got anything? Nope. That's all, everybody. Nothing else. In the news. In our next segment, thank you for it. CGP News. Our next segment, we are going back to, I don't know, if you this is your first episode that you're actually listening to, we did have, we brought a new segment in last week, and it was the question of the week. And now we're actually going to bring it back. And we just want to see what y'all actually try to get y'all's response. So the question of last week, not of this week, but of last week was, oh, no, if you had to choose in the NFL, which one was actually more important? Oh, yeah. Was it, is it your head coach or is it your GM? And then, Chris, I'll let you kick it off this week and we can tell our responses. Now, if you do, leave it down there up in the comments for like last week and and then just put uh, like hashtag last week question of the week. And then, like, let us see, let, let us see your uh, comments down below. For this is your like replay squad, rewind gang, first time gang, just gang, gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Chris. Let us know uh, which I said, one uh, was actually more important to you. I said head coach, right? I said head coach last week, right? Yeah, you said head coach. Yeah, I said head coach last week. Yeah, because I mean, the head coach kind of translates to the field. They're the ones on the field. The GM is not on the field. You know, the GM hires the head coach, and I might have a philosophy. And if we don't agree, I leave it. It's it's up to the head coach to relay what needs to happen. I guess to the quarterback. So I think the head coach is a lot more important than the GM, in my opinion. But if I were to choose position for me, I would go. I would want to be a GM. That's just me. But so yeah, I'm going with. I think the GM is. Is is a lot more important, and the only reason I'm saying that is because of uh, what we have seen right now. Is so right now I'm saying the GM is more important because one person that you said is the GM chooses chooses the uh, head coach. Mm-hmm. So so that's number one. So that means that me and the guy we have to be in sync together. Got to be in sync. You have to be. But then on top of that. I am the one that is also picking the players for the head coach as well. And then the head coach is actually the one that's trying to get the best out of the, out of the players. Mm. So that's why I say the GM is a lot more important. Not saying that the head coach isn't important because they're right. really important. Right. But I would have to choose the actual the the GM because of what, of what I just said, because the GM picks the head coach. And the G- most likely nine times out of ten, or ninety nine point nine nine nine, the GM and the head coach are in sync together, and they have the same vision. And the GM, and the then the GM puts. You said what? It, you, like you said, I'm, I'm saying you said the GM draft the players, and they, they do the contracts, players, and everything. He players. might take. There are some GMs out there that just, hey, I'm gonna draft this person. Hey, you just gotta deal with them. Mm-hmm. It's your job as the head coach just to dag on, uh, just just to make them perform and everything. Mm-hmm. But I can see that. I mean, I understand. I understand why you said the gym. Yeah. So that's just my thoughts. That's my philosophy of me saying the GM is is a lot more important than the actual head coach. They they pay the players too. You know, because their mm-hmm. contracts. They got to pay them. They got to figure out that out. So 
yeah, I can get it. Who was that GM? I think the Raiders GM was like, I wish we can change. I think this is for Josh Jacobs change. Like, I wish we could, you know, make it happen. I'm like, bro, aren't you the GM? You should be able to make that happen. That's the owner is telling you not to. But yeah. I could see. I want to bring in the owner in, but I didn't. <laughs> because some owners ain't good owners. They just. At all. At all. I can name a few off the top of my head. Mark Davis. Jim fucking Ursay. Hey, hey, man. Go and put Dag on David Tepp up in that thing right now. Is it David Tepp? You, you guys are more to, more to, the, to the ground for him. Hey, man. When they, right but that's now, your boy, though, right? That's your boy. You love David Tepp. Yeah, because he's rich. If you oh, actually look, if you go back and look at his philosophy of like how he got rich, oh. it's like, okay. That's why you're okay. Anybody could do this. Well, never mind. Isn't. Not anybody, because if anybody right. could do it, then there'll be a lot of people, a lot of David Tepper. Right. It's just, no, it's just like if we're going back, I'm, it's just thinking about like the owners and then how their philosophies are. That's what I'm big on, is actually looking at the owners itself mm-hmm. and seeing their their whole philosophies of how they are visioning actually building a team. And then if their vision is actually going to come true, if they're setting their ways just to get who they want, or are they going to pivot just to go the opposite way? Hmm. And a lot of them, they just set in their ways and they just keep going down the hill and not pivoting. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, Because right now, David Tepper, he's still set up in his ways. I don't see if he's going to pivot. Even though people said they wanted an uh, offensive-minded head coach, and we ain't doing too well right. right now. We're actually Frank Wright is Frank Wright, awesome. I mean, but you can't expect much from a quarterback. That's, y'all, y'all, sorry to say, y'all dumb if y'all thought y'all expected much more than what you're getting. So, yeah, this is dumb. In, my, in my opinion, this should be realistic. You know, but hey, yeah. everybody can't be everybody can't be Andrew Luck. So, even even yeah. Peyton with even Peyton Manning went three and thirteen. Yeah. Yep. In the next segment. We are talking about the week three highs, everybody. The week three highs. And yes, we got a show on. For y'all this week, man, the week three highs this week, I have, we're going to run down the actual QB positions, but these, these players that are here that are, that are ranked up in the top five right now, based off fantasy points, we thought majority of these should be actually be here. So we're not going to spend that much time up on the quarterbacks, but when I say we going to spend some time up on up on the I'm not going to say it right now but uh let's just go to the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks we have Mr. Justin Herbert which oh, about time. About you time mean about time. He don't he, 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 he throwing that bill now. It ain't him cuz he ain't putting no numbers. Hey, it ain't if, if he throwing the pill but do they got they finally got a W. They finally got a W. Barely. And barely. they barely got that thing. Barely, right. And hey, what wasn't you the one that was talking about Kellamore gonna do this and, and Kellamore gonna do that? 
And what are you doing? The offense is thriving. Is the offense not thriving? Hey, man. Yeah, I mean, the running they, game they, was, they was barely got a thing. They barely it, got but a W. But it's not the offense, though. The offense is putting up points. My point is, it's not the offense. The offense is putting it's, it's that whack ass head coach that needs to go. Yes, I'm calling, if you didn't know, I'm calling for, for, for Staley's job. I called for it two years ago. I damn sure called it last last year when they lost their 27-0 lead in the playoffs. And that's where Sean Payton wanted to go. That's why I know Sean Payton is pissed. Goddamn so let's go, like, go back to that Sean Payton right now. Let's, no, no. Let's go get to, to that Sean Payton right now. So if Sean Payton was actually with the Chargers right now, do you think he would have brought yes. over Kellen Munn? I mean, I'm oh. not Kellen Munn, uh, Kellen Moore. No, I mean, because he don't need Kellen Moore because he, he's not with a minor coach, but he didn't have the defense cracking. He had the defense cracking. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't have brought nah, over he, for he, as his uh, DC. Um, The guy he got with him now, what's his name? Fangio? Nick Fangio? I think. Okay. Yeah. Nick Fangio. Now, I mean, they did. They did. They did just get seventy put on them, and their defense has been lacking the past two weeks, three weeks. You count this week, but I don't even know who on their defense they got. Patrick Sertain. Who else they got over there? I have no idea who they have for Denver Broncos. I don't. I don't know. Patrick See. Sertain. See. Okay. Now, now, give now, name me three names on the Chargers defense. Derwin James. Oh. Um. Uh, uh, I'm, I don't know his first name, but I know his Bosa's brother. His, Bosa, his okay. Brother. Joey, yeah. What else yeah, we got? Joey. You can name him. Um, oh, what is his name? Because he's from Florida him. State, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Florida State, no. Uh, Jackson A&M, yeah. right There's another, um, there's another, uh, gosh. What my, is his name? My point is, but, you can but, name. But, like, you, my you, point, you can name more than, like, three people. Patches, yeah, Patches 13. Yes. Yeah. So. But go ahead. But then we got Justin Herbert, which he should have been there. We also got Tua. We also got Lamar. And just like what we told y'all from like before, Mr. Show Your Face early up in the weeks, Mr. Kirk Cousins. Because he ain't got Rocky. Hey, hey, and then you got Mr. Patrick Mahomes, which those are the top five in fantasy value. So those are the standards right there. But we are going to – Week three highs of the running backs. Now, we go, I'm not going to name the uh, top two right now because everybody already knows about them. But we're going to go from the bottom up. And we're going to okay. talk now. I'll tell you right now, I personally am shocked that Daggone Zach Moss did something. Is he two in a row, Christian? That is true. But it, it makes me realize that, like, since we actually don't go here, it makes me realize. I really want to think, will JT actually sign that contract and actually come back? Is there a contract on the table for you? Well, his dad going, uh, what's his name? Just going to come back oh, and play, fourth, dog. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean his fourth year? Okay. Yeah. Is he just going to come back and play instead of hold out? Because technically yeah. saying his ankle's hurt. Dude, we already know your ankle ain't hurting. You just want the pay. Mm-hmm. And right now, dog, they just got a victory without you, dog. The ending is about he, he had 30 carries at loss. Then we also have Mr. Christian McCaffrey, which he made the list as he has been making a list for like the past three weeks, as he should be in the RB1 that everybody has selected. Then we had a rookie sighting from last year, Mr. Uh, K. 
W3, hey. Mr. Kenneth Walker. Kenny he three showed sticks, himself baby. today. Let's go, man. He was doing his thing against those Carolina against my Carolina Panthers. Like he ran up and down the field on us. But three sticks. Charbonnet who? Well, Charbonnet did do some things against the the Panthers. I will say is he's he's more of like the one two like punch. Like he's he's, he's the thunder, but he ain't the lightning. So right. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about well, yeah, let's gonna bring this up now. So we're gonna talk about the top two finishes was Mr. Devon A. Chain and Mr. Raheem Mostert. And with these two guys here, now I, I talked to to the co-host uh, behind um, enemy lines and everything, and and then I I'm just gonna put this out there, and then y'all tell me if I'm wrong about this or like if I'm right about this, and hear me out. I am talking about everybody being a hundred percent healthy, hundred <laughs> percent. Healthy, and yes, I'm saying healthy because you already know what I'm about to say. Do y'all think that Miami is the greatest show on turf? Two point out. I know. Think and then we're it. talking about healthy, and everybody out there, just just think about it. If this team is is for for uh, damn sure healthy. <laughs> I normally don't cuss up on up on the podcast because I try to keep keep it professional now. But if they so damn sure healthy, is this team the greatest show on turf 2.0? In my opinion, I really if we can start having a conversation. I don't think that 70 point out there is a fluke because they nah, came pretty they close last year. They can do that. They can do they that. They came pretty, and that's and that's not even having Waddle out there. Imagine if they had Waddle out there, could they have put up like eighty? I'm not gonna say a hundred because I don't even think has anybody ever put a hundred in. No, no, the record the record is like seventy three. So oh, they got close today. You wanna know something? I think they was trying to get the record. I think <laughs> that's the reason. That's the reason I mean, why they we're, kept going we're, we're at 60. Let's just keep it going. Let's see what we can get. Let's just keep it going. We're two touchdowns away. Let's go. Yeah, the record is like 72 or 73, the record is. Okay. So what are your thoughts? As far as I, I, I as far as them being the greatest show, the second 2.0, I yeah. you can start the conversation. Start the okay. conversation. Because I just think like, they ain't got a football or anything yet, but right. You know, but you can start the conversation because they they're and Waddle they even play today, and so mm-hmm. when they're clicking on everything, look out. Now their running back obviously isn't as good as Marshall Falk, right? Who is? But but if you uh, have both of those two yeah. running backs combined, doing like what they're doing, they're not Marshall Falk, but they're able to do things like Marshall Falk. Falk together, yeah, yeah. Runs the but then you, you go back and you actually look at it. Who the only thing that I could think about that might disown this would be who is um the the Dolphins number three wide receiver? Uh, the number three. Wide yeah, they're receiver number three. 
That's the number, actually, I think. Uh, yeah, let me look. Robbie Chosen. Who did they say? There's Braxton Berrios. It's probably Braxton Berrios, maybe. Fight number three. Okay. Uh, some other two people that I do not know. So I would say Braxton Berrios. Okay, the only reason why I was seven catches. Well, the only reason why I was asking is because we already know Isaac Bruce and then Tory Holt. They're pretty much Tyreek Kill and and Jalen Waddle. And to be mm -hmm. honest with you, both of them dudes, they dag on a lot better than Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. Well, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. And neither one of them a cheetah, so yeah, yeah. Then that's the thing. And then the only reason why I asked for like who was the third uh, wide receiver was because like I know they had veteran Ricky Prohl, and Ricky Prohl was pretty much their possession receiver. Oh yeah, but it was just I had to ask. I had to ask, dog. I had it. No, because, no, you. We can start the conversation. We can start I it. Uh, I think it's when somebody put up seventy points. You can, you can start talking about that. Okay. And then at the wide receivers, everybody, at the wide receivers, the highs on the wide receivers, we had Mr. Ken Allen, old man hey, Ken Allen, hey. is showing why he should have been taken where he's been taken. Actually, I might have been it. taken higher. Go, go, go back go back to the wide receiver podcast. I caught it. So Ken Allen, he's going to be good this year. Hey, we going to make that click right up there, up in the, up in the top right. So if y'all want to go back and count, Back and see if he was right or not. But then we'll continue, though. We got Mr. Adam Thielen, who showed up again for the Carolina Panthers. Then we had Great. the we had the cheetah as well, Mr. Tyreek Hill. We had Justin Jefferson, and we had Mr. Tank Dell. Those were the top five in like wide receiver points for the week three highs. Shout out to Tank Dell. Shout out. Yes, shout out to the Rook. The Rook is putting something out there. That connection is starting to show something well with, with Mr. C.J. Stroud. And let's just say right now, Mr. C.J. Stroud is the number is the only rookie that was drafted that actually got a W. So yeah. Bryce is still looking for his uh, – is Bryce is still looking for – wait, no. Hold on. Didn't, didn't Indianapolis beat uh, – yeah, I guess they did win. The yeah. I mean, it, it, it yeah, kind of a win court. for him, doesn't it? Kind of a win mm -hmm. for him. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, my bad. Let me go and chuck that statement, everybody. So, I I, I, I was looking at my old spreadsheet. I'm like a job. I, I had Keenan Allen in, in 14, in 13 last year. 13 last wide year? Receivers, wide receiver. I mean, wide receiver. I had him as wide receiver 13. Right wide outside receiver. of wide receiver 1. Mm. Mm. I was high on him, though. Go ahead. Y'all heard that, dog. It's do not. I, I repeat, if you got a spreadsheet out there, dog, go and keep using y'all spreadsheets. Because right, don't hit on the spreadsheets. You. They do. Some people they can just do it straight off off the dome. Some people just have to put it down up in the spreadsheet. Nothing wrong That's with it. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, man, the only rookie QB. Is looking for that victory, is Dag on Bryce Young. Hopefully, he can get it up, up in like the next couple weeks once he gets back up on the field. But mm -hmm. as of right now, ain't looking too good down here up in Carolina. Uh oh, Najee might be hurt. Go ahead. What we got? Next slide. Man, Lowe's. the week three lows. 
And then if everybody is not looking at, uh, just remember to go to the YouTube channel um, powered by Servers Fantasy Sports, where you can actually watch this YouTube video. And right now up on the thumbnail, we have Mr. DJ Moore and we have Mr. Justin Fields, Mr. One and Two themselves as the week three loads. So at the quarterback position, it's not as as long as the as the QBs, but we have Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, and just like what we talked about before, we have Mr. Justin Fields. Gino's and then the reason why Gino was on there is because yeah. of what he did. And like what his points, doing? his fantasy points. Okay. He almost threw for EJ. He only had one touchdown. I think did he have two picks. Where is that? See, I was looking at his stats earlier. Because he yeah, he only gave like 16 points. I was like, bro. And that's another reason why, like, it's whenever we're whenever we're doing the so 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 for people to not know like how do you get on the week three lows. Um, yes, Gino did 16 points, but what we're thinking about whenever we're talking about in the quarterback position, if you're drafting most of your quarterbacks, you're wanting to get them. At, they need to at least give you 20 points. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At, at least 20 points. Mm -hmm. If if they're not oh, giving you 20 versus. points, then we got to put them down up in the lows. And definitely if they get you only up in the teens, we definitely got to do that. So, and yes, we put Justin Fields on there because right now I don't know what's going on up in Chicago. I know a lot of people out, th out there right now probably saying, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah, y'all probably told us so, but I still believe in Justin Fields. I think I he can do. I, I really think he can do what he's supposed to do. I really just don't know what's going on up in Chicago. Is it the head coach? Is it is it just the is it just Soldier's Field being so old that it's that it's making uh just the fields turn old now? They're a shit show. They are a shit show. Their organization is garbage. They ain't been shit. They ain't been shit since '85. That man, they're a shit show. And that coaching sucks. For all you real GMs out there and owners, stop, stop, just stop. Just stop hiring defensive coordinators as your head coach. Stop it. Because it's not going to end well. It does not help the quarterback at all. Unless you got a Mike Shen, a Kyle Shanahan, like when he had with the Falcons, when they went to the Super Bowl. And uh, I think who was it? The head coach was the defensive coordinator. Unless you got someone there, or you got a Brian Dayball, man, just. Stop hiring these defensive coordinators because they cannot. Unless you got, unless you got a, a, a pressure quarterback, they cannot progress the quarterback. And he like it's like he regressed. They, I heard it in the off season, They worked on pocket passing for him. I mean, yeah, but he's not really a pocket passer, man. Let it's him RPO, right? You, you don't. It's you don't a pocket, You don't do play action. Let him roll out. Like, you got to get him on a move. That's when he's best, idiots. Yep. It's stupid. They're not even using They're not even using his skill set to his advantage. They're a bunch of – they're dummies. So, yeah. And they're going to suck, and they're going to draft a new quarterback, and they're going to have just Fields on the market. Um, but the organization is just – it starts from the head, from, from the head top, from the top. 
Yeah. And I can go on for days, but it's just trash. I mean, you're not even scheming DJ Moore open. Scheme him open, get him some easy throws. Y'all just trash. Sorry. Go ahead. Hey man, hey, that's uh, hey for, for the people that don't know, we'll we'll talk about it in like probably three to four minutes after we go to the wide receiver. Oh, um, so uh, in the running back position, we got Mr. Ramondre Stevenson. We have Mr. Bijan Robinson, Mr. Jameer Gibbs, and Mr. Derrick Henry. Two of them are rookies. Two of them mm-hmm. are vets. But the bets that are on there, I'm kind of shocked that they're actually on there. Even though Tennessee did go up against the uh, Cleveland Browns today, mm-hmm. but don't you, well, they already know like what they what they say about football. Once you stop the run, I'm gonna make you one dimensional. Mm-hmm. So you got to pass, and we already know Derrick Henry ain't ain't no passing uh, back. Mm-mm. Um, Zeke had a pretty good game today. He had, he had an effective efficient game. He had a touchdown, too. He had like 16 carries or 87 yards on the touchdown. So that might have hurt. Ramondre? Um, yeah, 16 carries, 80 yards on the game. Yeah, so that might have hurt Ramondre a little bit today. That's probably why he's on there. Okay. No, he didn't have a touchdown. But he had 16 carries, 80 yards, though. He was more efficient than. And that's probably like, um, that's one of the things that's like really weird though. Like, well, we already know what's going to happen up in up in the Patriots organization. Like, whoever has the hot hand, they're gonna they're gonna take yeah. a majority of the staff. So, if Zeke was doing something well, then it sucks because Ramondre is the type of back that as long as he gets more touches, the more he gets, the better he ends up becoming. Mm-hmm. And I can I'll, I'll speak about? a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'll speak a little bit to. I'll speak a little bit to the rookies. So that, okay. that, Atlanta, that Atlanta Falcons and that Detroit game, it was a defensive game. Obviously, obviously Detroit won 20 to 6. So it was even the game. I will say that Arthur Smith, I don't know what he was doing, but he was led this going to throw the ball early. And I think this has got them out their rhythm. They, they know they're a run first team, but they mm-hmm. weren't really running the ball. And I don't know why. And it was like he had different rhythm throwing up the ball. When the game was still in reach, it was like it was, it, they were down by ten, and they let Desmond throw the ball like they're down by twenty. I'm like, what? Bijan had ten carries. Tyler Algier had seven carries. So that tells you right there, they didn't throw. They didn't let them run the ball. Desmond had 38 passes, and you're supposed to be a run first team. And you're not running first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what that was about. But go back to what you was doing, run the damn ball. And that's why Bijan is on there. Um, as far as Javier Gibbs, he had 17 carries, he had 80 yards. Uh, he only had one catch. Jerry Goff only threw the ball to really you know, three people, four if you count Javier Gibbs with one catch. But I thought on the ground, Javier Gibbs, he was, he was efficient. He had a couple times to get in the end zone down there within the, inside the five. I let a defense just let him get in. So, yeah. It was a it was a weird game. How it was, I was watching. I was like, "This is not what entertaining. It what defense stepped up. It was a defensive game." You know what's funny? Like whenever you said about the uh, about Arthur, uh, like Arthur Smith, uh, just mm-hmm. just doing like what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that that gonna pop in my head as you kept talking was like whenever you said run, like run the dang ball. Was that on Sandra Bullock in 
and um was it blindside? You know, in uh blindside whenever he was calling the coach when she was calling the coach on the sideline and was saying, Hey Bert, just dang or run the dang ball. <laughs> just and then she was like, Did he just hang up on me? That's just that's just what was going through my mind. If you could put that dag on clip down there, throwing uh, <laughs> that dag on instant, that is what that's what the people need to see right there. Blind side of remember the Titans, him saying Bert run the dang ball. And that Ritter was is not, funny. Ritter is not good for you to be throwing the ball thirty eight times. And only no, he's not. With, with your running backs, it was just yeah, it was bad bad play calling, bad play calling. I don't, know, I don't know why he deviated from what he was when he did the first two weeks. The game should be a lot closer. Should have. But that's and, why and, that's why B. John is on there. Right. That's what I figured. Um I also thought that one I think like a lot of people was talking about that game too. I'll just I'll just chime my little two little sense. But a lot of people thought that and this is what I was thinking too, that it shows people like how good the Detroit Lions defense actually is. Can be. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they are up on, like when they're all, I didn't get to watch the game, but from what I thought their defense was going to be, seeing that at the, at the very beginning of the year, I was really high on almost every player on the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff, Jameer Gibbs, also uh, David Montgomery, uh, Almond Raw, Sam Laporta, because. And that was just the offensive side. But then I also saw what they got up on the defensive side. I was like, ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, yeah. that defense I mean, can actually be something serious if they get stuff to clicking. There there weren't many – it wasn't much holes for Bijan and Tyler Algier, but he also didn't run the ball with them. So, mm-hmm. And we're going to go to the week three lows, everybody. The week three lows for the wide receivers. And we're going to start off with Mr. Uh, C.D. Lamb. Half def put this person on there because he did not perform. Let's put like this. None of the Cowboys performed to like where they were supposed to go. Right. And and then maybe this is one of those instances where Travion Diggs did get hurt and he did mm-hmm. tear his ACL during practice. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could have messed up the little swing of the defense. But they had at least a couple of days. But personally, I think the Dallas Cowboys was going into Arizona thinking this was going to be a cakewalk, and they just, just got punched out. in the mouth. Yep, filling themselves. They just, got, just, they just got punched up in the mouth. And, it, and it's, it's nothing really C.D. Lamp. Oh, well, shoot, he's on the Cowboys, so now I got I to say he got punched in the mouth too. No. Mm-hmm. The other person that I have added to this list is there's no reason why he shouldn't be on this list, but I have to put him on here especially because of where everybody else has been taking him prior to Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, and that's Mr. Garrett Wilson. We know that it is the QB. We we all understand that. We understand that he would be better if he had, let's just say even if he had a Jameis Winston, he would be better. But right now, Mr. Zach Wilson, you got Mr. Blind Bartimaeus back there, dag on throwing him the ball. I'm talking about Mr. I'm seeing ghosts close to Sam Darnold seeing the ball. Remember, they drafted Zach Wilson just to replace Sam Darnold. And um They're a shit organization too. <laughs> hey, Call man. It what it is. 
They ain't, they ain't been shit since '68. So, fuck. All right, I mean, and then these next two people—they are back up on the list again. They are back. They are back on. The, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm thinking these guys—they gonna be. I don't know if they ever gonna break out. Maybe if they go to like a better team. Maybe if they go to. Uh, I don't know. But like the last two players that I'm actually talking about is if you're not understanding, if you didn't watch week one and then what we talked about, it's the same thing every year. It's Mr. DJ Moore and Mr. Scary Terry McLaurin. We both know that these two wide receivers are very talented. Very talented. But they ain't performing at all. Uh, uh. They got the most. They got the most talent, and we understand they cannot choose their QBs. They can't choose the organizations that, that they go to. Even though when DJ Moore was in Carolina, he was doing his thing a little bit. He just wasn't scoring no touchdown. Let's mm-hmm. just call a spade. He just wasn't scoring no touchdown. But now, I don't know what to say. Like I put it like this: like right now, DJ Moore and Terry Scary Terry. In order to get up in my lineup, up in fantasy, y'all got to show me something. Y'all got to prove to me that I can count on y'all. Because right now, how many uh, DJ DJ Moore and the Scary Terry owners out there are actually having them up in the flex, and now they're thinking that, okay, I got a good solid flex. But Some then more, next, you know, uh, all of a sudden, you're like, I'm okay. Um, I'm taking oh, out DJ Moore. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I, I do the same thing. Unless you, got, unless you don't have anybody better up in that slot no. down there, I take him out. Buffalo defense showed up today, though. Buffalo defense care. showed up today. I don't care who showed up. Sam Howell threw four interceptions. Are, so Buffalo hey, defense showed a, up today. Is Terry Well, I think he could be – well, he is stud in my eyes if he He's actually had a good back stud. And he's got John like this too. Yeah. But those are the week three lows in the cute quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. We are talking about the bounce back players of week three. The bounce back players of week three. So, Chris, let us know some of these bounce back players of week three. Oh, off the top of my head, Deshaun Watson. Big bounce yes. back game. He was they were talking about him in the news. They were shit on him the first two weeks. Uh he had a good bounce back week against the Tennessee Titans, Mike Brable's defense. So shout shout out to him. Um shout goes out to him. Also, we had a bounce back week. I think Jordan Love had a pretty fire. Probably, probably get bounce back week. They lost last week. They were yeah, last time I they saw, came they back and they actually seventeen zero. They not like they won. What? Yeah, but that's one. Like that was a good thing about uh, Jordan Love this week. He did bounce back, um, but he did also beat. And like a lot of people got to realize the Saints defense. Even though I will say, if if anybody didn't watch the game. Derek Carr, and y'all probably already know this now too as well, Derek Carr did have a shoulder injury, and they had to bring in Jameis Wilson. And then after halftime, like, nothing was clicking for the Saints at all whatsoever. Nothing. But Jordan uh, Love. Yeah, if you want to say Mac Jones, I guess they got to win. They got to win. Uh, well, 20 yards, one touchdown. 20 yards, one. Yeah. I mean, Jets was have a good defense. I guess they only scored 15 points, so. 
Uh, who else? I think that might be it. I'm going to say as far as the bounce back week. Yeah, I don't think. It looks like Kenny Pickett like is having one. Go ahead. Do you want to say this person that had a bounce back week? I'm just going to throw him out there. You let me know. Yes or no. What about Mr. Alexander Madison? Did he have a bounce back week this week? Considering he considering, at all. Considering what he had the first two weeks? Yeah, 20 carries, 93 yards. That was it. That's a bounce back week. I'll give it to him. He, he go, he, okay. Let's put him in a bounce back week category. All right. Yeah, so we got Mr. We got the three bounce back of the weeks. We have Mr. Uh, John Watson. We had Mr. Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And then we also had Mr. Alexander Madison. Yeah. In the last segment, we're we brought it back before. It was the question of this week, of week three's question of the week. And it made me think whenever I, whenever we was thinking about these questions of the week. It, it made me think. If just by going to the games, to like all the games, what are the five things that you got to have when you're going to a football game. Going to a football game. What? In the stadium, what are the five things that you got to have going into the football games? Man, not like, I'm not including, like, tickets or, like, or like things like that because you're already in the game. So there are five money? things that you got to have. And for the people that are listening to this podcast, first of all, we'd like to thank y'all. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to tell all your buddies and go and give us a five star rating. But question of the week: What are the five things that you gotta have? And this is just me asking personally. Leave your answers down up in the comments, and, and then we could talk about it. What is your five things that you gotta have when you're going into the football stadium? I don't and I'm know, talking about like you can get into detail when it comes like the exact same thing because personally. Um, anytime I go to a Panther game, any game local, there's certain things that I gotta have, but it could be a certain type of daggone fruit that you gotta have it. Oh, okay. It could be a certain type of drink that you gotta have, that you gotta have it. It's, it's once I get into this, into this, uh, stadium, I have to go get to the uh, souvenir shop. I have to get some, but what is, what is it that you have to have that is a must have? Five of them. If you can't do five, just gonna give us your uh, top three. And like, let us and don't be generic. Don't be saying, "Well, I gotta have my beer." Okay, what type of beer? Like, go like go <laughs> detail into it. Don't be talking about, "Oh, I gotta have my daggone alcohol." No, I don't care. We ain't talking about that, dog. I want to know. I want you to go deep, 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 deep into it. And hey, if somebody's watching this from daggone Vegas, let me. I know your number one probably gonna be like, "Let me gamble up on the game." <laughs> but. Let me know. Any last words you want to say, Chris? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, two games tomorrow, doubleheader tomorrow again, two weeks yep. in a row. Yep. So looking that forward to my, my my Eagles play, fly Eagles fly. Yep. Uh, let's get this okay. W. Let's let's beat the, the Buccaneers. All right. I ain't gonna say anything like that because my team <laughs> lost already again, so we back on zero and three. But my my team one B is actually doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good right now. We we two and one. Um, but I would like to thank everybody once again for listening to the Cerberus Gridiron Podcast. This is week no, this is at week three in the NFL, but it's also episode sixteen for us. 
And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and don't forget to tell all your buddies and to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just all the list up up above. Yes, yes. Thank y'all. We thank you for coming out. You could have been in, anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Yes, we do. Thanks for checking out another episode of Serverless Green Iron Podcast, powered by Serverless Fantasy Sports. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode.